0: good evening afternoon or morning to anyone who's listening uh, this is the the commentary for seminar episode 54 uh, I'm the director Paul Brueggeman and with me I have one of the writers Niall Kitson and uh, we also have with us Dave Morgan hello so uh, this is the season finale um, for this for this season of seminar and uh, we have I can't hear the episode hold on there it is. And uh the uh what's going on? Lack of resources or firepower? Uh the instructor spark- is uh not too happy with um what's his name? <laughs> oh man, it is my brain doesn't want to work today. Um Klaus Klaus, thank you very much. <laughs> Make myself look like an idiot. It's all right. <laughs> Okay um, and so uh, we move straight into um, Niles short uh, you want to give us a little rundown of of where you got the idea and a uh, little uh, backstory on on the on the short
1: uh, yeah sure um it came from a, a couple of places actually uh, I think um, I remember reading a, an article on sort of the benefits of uh, of soy uh, and my girlfriend is a vegetarian as well and occasionally I get the uh, the discussion on why it would just be better for me if I was a vegetarian and uh, <laughs> this is kind of where that where that sort of the, the genesis of that idea came from. Um, that and, you know, there, there are a few other things lurking in the background there um, straight away. It's it's I didn't want to do a it kind of a story because when you've got two characters, it's kind of a given. And. Um, so I, I really wanted just to be able to explore the idea behind it that you've got this somebody out in the middle of nowhere who has possibly done something really, really bad, but the net effect of their work is actually you know, a positive. So what exactly do you do if you're faced with a situation where um, somebody has, has done something really appalling, but the bigger picture says that, maybe their contribution is uh, Maybe their time is better spent uh, Actually doing what they're meant to be doing as a, opposed to being you know behind the bars So that's um that was sort of the basic idea that I wanted to explore with it um So yeah, I don't know if that sense of sort of isolation uh, Came across in the script to you guys um, hmm. Whether you felt that you know Uh, the the traditional rules don't apply out here on the on the frontier sort of a sort of a thing
0: yeah Um, I just want to go ahead and say um, that sound effect of uh, his ship coming in was was all it's probably my my favorite sound effect I've ever done I'm really proud of it I uh, it was a combination of an industrial um, dishwasher um, a bunch of hydraulics um, and just all kinds of machinery, all mixed together, and I think it turned out pretty well.
2: With an extra dash of awesome.
0: Oh, and, and an extra dash of <laughs> awesome. Yes, <laughs> that was really cool.
1: Yeah, no, it's really good. I, I wasn't aware that um that much work had gone into it. So yeah, no, it's a really good result. I uh,
0: there's a where I work. I have a there's a dishwasher, and uh, we use it to clean 3D glasses for you know at the theater, mm-hmm. and um, it made a really amazing sound. So I asked my manager if I could go in and record. And uh, he said yes, so that ended up being the base of uh, of that sound effect. They
1: wash the 3D awesome. glasses.
0: Yeah, they're uh, they're uh, reusable and they're they're durable plastic. So um, they wash them so they don't get you know um, pink eye, pink eye or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I got. Um, I think it's funny that uh Lynn used an Irish accent and you yourself are Irish. Uh
1: yeah, not completely by coincidence as well. Actually uh, and it wasn't the part wasn't written that way. Actually the part when I was writing it um didn't even uh have a woman in mind. Yeah. Um and you know it works completely fine both ways. Um it's not a it's not a gender specific role. Um but, yeah, I, I remember listening to it going, this is kind of unusual and, and a bizarre coincidence. In uh, yeah, I
0: had no idea. And she just auditioned with that accent, and I liked it, so I just gave her the role. Right, and that's uh, that's Lynn Cullen as Granger, and then, of course, Dave Morgan as Lamont. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> um,
1: thank you, Dave, for doing uh, doing such a good job on it. Um, you know, I was very, very impressed.
2: Um, thank you. It was but, a really good story. I liked it.
1: Uh, oh, thank you so much. Um, I I don't know what Lynn's take on it was, Paul. Maybe you could throw a, a little bit of light on it, seeing as she pretty much... Did she come to you with this um, interpretation in mind?
0: Yeah, um, she auditioned with the, the accent and the voice um, by itself, and uh, I just... I liked it. She didn't really have any explanation to why she picked that accent, but it um, turned out to be pretty good i thought
1: and is she is she irish herself
0: no she she lives in uh, i believe minnesota think so right. yeah
2: did you enjoy your steak and eggs captain
0: makes a
1: change from oh, the field okay. versions, I think. yeah interesting because you know as 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 one who lives in a country where nobody can do a, a convincing impression of of our accents <laughs> it um it's it's uh, kind of, um, I, I don't say a mongrel accent, but it, it, it sort of puts together, uh, at one point it's a little bit north, uh, at one point it's a little bit west. Mm. Uh, you know, an American audience is never going to notice this. But, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the more I thought about it, you know, the more I thought, you know, it's it's in space. People yeah. will have done by the time we get there. We're totally going to have mongrel accents by then. Uh, I think people, the way people speak will, will definitely change. And um, yeah, I, I just thought it, 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 it took me a few seconds to get into the rhythm, rhythm of her voice because I had written it as sort of a, a male academic. And that's mm. just the character that was in my head. It wasn't uh, in any way prescriptive the way the dialogue was. Um, so I was I, uh, I was quite surprised just to get a female voice back when, uh, when I listened to it for, for mm. the first time. Uh, but it's, it's quite refreshing because when you when you think about sort of the um, Dynamic that must have had to have uh, existed at that station, uh, yeah. where you have, you know, uh, a woman and a man uh, on their own in the middle of nowhere. Uh, that brings with it one set of baggage. Uh, then, if you have two women, uh, it brings an entirely different set of, uh, kind of baggage to it. You know, the sexual politics is very different. Um, and you know, as a, a writer, that that really sort of made, flipped what I thought would have gone on in that station on its on its head slightly for me, which is which is quite a nice surprise um actually at the the risk of um you know uh my own horn a, a little bit i do like the uh, the line in there about throwing enough kids at the problem to uh mm-hmm. to solve it because uh, i when i was thinking about the sort of tactics that, that would be used uh in this sort of conflict i was actually thinking of world war one uh where you know you just <laughs> People being thrown at a problem endlessly uh, on the assumption that it would it, it would get solved eventually. Um, and of course, course it's, that's, you know, it's, I, I lunacy it's as the far as military tactics go. So I wanted to sort of por- portray um, a universe where th- this is the level of insanity that's out there. You know?
0: Granger's crazy. <laughs> 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 so yeah,
1: think?
2: <laughs> but it's good <laughs> crazy in a way. It's well, helpful. Well, kind of <laughs> making use of what she has, you know?
0: yeah, yeah I guess. Imprecise. must have got on well. It kind of reminds me of uh, of Sweeney Todd in a way. Uh-huh. using people for to solve their problems. killing people yeah. to solve their problems.
1: was She loved the physical element when she was one thing uh, about where Granger is um, discussing what Coombs was like as a as a person. And uh, when I when I said uh, she was slightly more agricultural, um, I, I hope that I was getting across this sort of vital, large woman running around sort mm. of a, an, an Amazonian kind of creature, uh, as opposed to Granger, who I think um, comes across as being much more lab oriented, you know, that you could potentially see just a, a
0: personality clash there, which I think brings another um... Shade to the character of Granger, where she can she'll do whatever she can to um, uh, get what she wants with the soy and stuff she had to carry her back into the into the lab um, you know with you know Combs being a bigger a bigger set woman you know bulkier she had to use her strength to get her in
2: it's from, but I don't think I can remember all
0: the numbers the top which the metal picture of that is just kind of funny. You <laughs> oh, <well, I'm> <laughs> got a skeletal Granger know, pulling in, pulling in Big Barda, and I see those kind of women at my gym, and it's it's kind of scary.
1: Too late for me to comply with.
0: If they can flex their head, they're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> well, right <laughs> yeah, whatever's left.
1: I'm not sure that's possible either you see the crop i was so excited about it came from these plots these lush plots
2: and the pieces yeah. are Here's falling together yeah. <laughs> no problem we'll just dig up the one with coombs
1: <laughs> i can tell you're
0: not. you gave um for the music cue you, you gave me uh, uh uh something you wanted me to play something classical for that first scene when they first walk in and i took a cue from that and i used any other kind classical music because granger she uh referenced um solo piano in, in one part and uh, so I took a cue from that, and I put classical music under where whenever uh, Granger was on scre- well on screen, quote unquote." And uh, I think that gave a, a darker edge to the end when she, uh, when she kills Lamont, and I, and that was a happy accident that I didn't expect.
1: It was a very nice motif to, uh, to run through, all right, and it, it gave sort of this uh, air of you know being culturally adept but slightly unhinged mm-hmm. at the same time
2: taking away getting. This. it's kind of like Sons of the Lambs where Hannibal Lecter's killed all those people while the classical music is going on mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. dichotomy there it really works I like it as far as Granger is concerned the... and
1: here we have the, the crux of the story what, what exactly do you do when you have uh, do, do the ends justify the means in a, in a case where a situation is this acute mm-hmm. um, especially when the solution sounds so completely ridiculous
2: Lives. <laughs> And if she's a crank,
1: this is a, actually a little bit of a Twin Peaks moment here. Um, <coughs> you, uh, audio diary moments. Um, I found it uh, pretty. It was it was a pretty effective technique just to um, get across um, what's happening.
0: Yeah, um, in audio, you can't really you can really get away with people talking to themselves, but giving them something you know the audio diary or the video diary to talk to. Justifies that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We shall get here in
2: time. Lamont out.
0: Now we're just listening to it. hmm I'm trying to find
2: where we are. Uh, oh, on my ship now. Your supplies are all unpacked. Yeah, we're Coming up to the
1: climax. Everything yep. wrapped up quite nicely, everybody's happy. <laughs> For now. You'd rather spend a For year now.
2: in the company of a corpse. Well, I left you something to work with. I don't think anyone's going to notice that there's only bone.
1: <laughs> and, you know, it seems so reasonable. You know, it's, it's like I've, I've left you a bit of a cadaver.
2: Well, i left you enough. It'll yeah. <laughs>
1: work.
0: Now, would that mean that she's only using a bit of a, a bit at a time of the body?
1: Uh, I guess so, yeah. I guess oh, okay. Tell me, Captain... Detective. I do know you're actually a detective. Do you think I'm a crackpot? Duck. There's, you know, another little hint, but it's it's not really a whodunit. It's it's about the central, um, central problem. You think this is the first case mm-hmm. kind of
2: its kind in the universe? I can tell you how it went down before I landed. Everything started off An arrangement between two professionals... Yeah, it's not so much a who done it as a why done it in this case. Yeah, kind of uh, know that she's done
1: yeah. it.
0: Yeah, kind of from the beginning, from his first video diary, he already knew what had happened.
1: And that's where it really puts the onus on the uh, the twist when it arrives to be something really crazy, um, because if you're getting out, if you're getting the regular plot that you might expect out of the way so quickly, there better be some kind of a crazy payoff for doing that too damn drunken red wine to stand up let alone put on a suit get out there and save her there was no malice no hatred through my inaction I shamed myself and caused the death of another but you know what that makes you wonder is is this spiel or uh, does she actually mean it
0: mm-hmm Ooh. Ow. oh ow my head <laughs> And the, the shovel sound effects were fully. I they went... were watermelon, was it? Yeah, yeah, I got a watermelon.
2: Ah, Gallagher moment. Mm-hmm. I love the build of the music there. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: really good. I love scoring.
2: <laughs> it can be fun, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And you'll get to hear one of my own pieces in the next scene. All right
1: eight week cycle i seem to have made another breakthrough using a fresher catalyst which reminds me
0: <clears throat> this is granger at minerva base
1: repeat this is
2: granger at minerva base there's there's been a terrible accident
1: oh oh no it's, it's it's an inevitable ending but i think it's 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 the only ending if you know what i mean i i i think any anything else would have been a little bit of a cop out
2: how do I taste there, Lamont? <laughs> <laughs> Ranger, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now we get the climax that we've been building, what, three years for on this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, has it really been three years?
2: Two or three, yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Finally, we see the end of uh, Klaus von Schminderfield. And uh, the instructor is not happy. Will and identity. Aggressive mind wiping. The death of at least two students. You disgrace the very nature of education. I've read the files. I see... <laughs> yeah. I like listening to this scene. He thinks he's so right.
2: Well again it comes back to does the end justify the means? You know, uh-huh. he, he's got this, he's trying to do something good, but how he's doing it, is it the best way? Probably not.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it when student student three comes in. Thirty
2: three? Three? Thirty three. Well, I think they both come in, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I love it when uh, Perry Whittle's character comes in. Oh yes. Die in more darkness, <laughs> is this is this is only temporary? You have access, but I ripped you out once. I can do so again. You have no weapons. Your access has been revoked. Not even this door will obey you. Your guards have been ordered to return to class.
1: It's actually quite a brutal finish for him in the end, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: And for such a long build-up to uh, mm.
0: you
1: know, such a short space of time.
0: Have you been listening to uh, Seminar Nile?
1: Isle? Uh, in fits and starts, actually. I, I came across the show accidentally um, through Google, just um, doing some research into um, places that are actually doing uh, radio plays. Oh, very um, nice. And uh, happened to cross pendant by, by accident. Um, Welcome.
0: Yeah, it's welcome. It's Thank a you. pleasure to have you. That's how, I guess that's how a lot of people find Pendant now or uh, how they used to is by accident searching audio dramas, you know, old time radio. Yeah, old time radio was um the, it was probably my gateway drug having mm. having grown up on the likes of,
1: you know, Twilight Zone and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, there was um a pirate station in Dublin I uh, used to rebroadcast X-1 and uh found that um through old time radio, uh, and then I was, uh, you know, there's stories on that, you know.
0: This is the piece that I composed. Very nice. I
2: like the uh, c- going back to something I hadn't, we hadn't heard in a while, saying student, whatever number, and the last name. That's uh-huh. something we haven't heard in a long time.
1: Uh
0: huh. Deleted. Uh huh. Very well uh, performed death scene. Yay!
2: He died well. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Randy. It's Randy Bowser as Klaus. And then Perry Whittle as Student Thirty Three, Seth Adamshur as Student Three, and Kristen Bays as the instructor. For the last time here, too.
2: 33, you can't come back from this.
0: Neither can she.
2: <clears throat> Remember us, though. Ah. <laughs> feels. So many feels.
0: Was that? The right thing to do. Man, three deaths in the same scene? what Uh, can you call the instructors failure as a as a death or a regeneration reboot reboot
2: she upgraded to os 75
0: (laughs) that is that's siri siri version 63 and this is um uh jason r wallace
2: Sounds very much like canine, I think.
0: He does.
2: <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of when I heard that. I was like, oh, it's canine. Hello, Master.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's awesome. There has been a change in the plan. What does that mean? A school wide exam is to be conducted. Do not worry. Your education will be revised accordingly. Another exam. We haven't seen these students in a while either. We haven't seen any of these students, like the new ones too. New ones, yeah. You and uh, Anna, Anna Rodriguez, and uh, we had Cat in there, Cat Pride, How you have and uh, an Tom Stitzer. Sweet.
2: Maybe we can actually do something fun for a change. This piece examines the human struggle to succeed
0: hey. and
1: accomplish the hey. goals. Watch what happens when a man is given the chance to fulfill his dreams in.
0: At, at the bat that you've uh, pointed out, Bobby. At the bat
2: yeah and uh, that, that,
0: that was uh I don't know if that was a scripting issue, but we apologize yeah yeah
1: it's all good i I can say it's somebody that knows next to nothing by baseball I did not notice <laughs> <laughs>
0: um okay we have uh Aiden Rudd as bobby uh, Rick, uh Perry Whittle as Carlos. And I don't think I've heard Aiden Rudd um, in anything. No, I
2: think he's. Yet. I think he may have done like uh, maybe a one-off voice on Kingery. Okay. But um, I know he's got some stuff, some big stuff coming yeah. up.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, he's in Othello. Well.
2: Uh-huh. And I believe he's in Phantom Canyon too. Yes. Yeah, I saw the name come up on the cast list. I was like, I don't know this person, but they mm-hmm. he, he did a great job. I yes. Very happy.
0: He's got that baseball sound, I
2: guess. <laughs> <laughs> baseball ish, player-ish
1: mm-hmm. sort of thing. Does that usually come with some sort of chewing tobacco? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not anymore. We don't do that anymore. It's all sunflower seeds. <laughs> A lot of sunflower seeds.
0: And uh, this is Richard Casto as Big Mike.
2: Richard Casto, who I swear can do pretty much any voice.
0: Any He's voice. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard him um we had we used to have a, a science fiction show and he played like a a bird type character but he would talk like it, like he was a bird and it you would never know it was a person mm-hmm. I mean you would obviously well, but you could person. see you could see a bird yes talking
2: well he was in the first time I heard him was in the line he played uh the grandfather mm. and just a totally different voice than he's that he's done since it was Perfect. It was great.
0: Hey, that's my dad as the PA announcer.
2: Hi, Paul's dad.
0: And this is it's Colin nice Kelly. For folks, isn't it? What's that? It's nice to be able to do something for your folks. Yeah. Yes. And he loves baseball, so I figured I'd give him this. And uh, this is uh, Colin Kelly as the, the catcher. And Mark Zeracor as the ump.
2: Now, here's a fun fact. Uh, The the main character, Bobby Norwood, I actually named him after my dog. Oh. The dog's name is Norwood.
0: (laughs) That's so cool.
2: At one point, it was Buddy Norwood, because we call him Buddy, but I was like, man, I've got to give him a real first name, at least.
0: That's my dad's dog's name. (laughs) Buddy? All right. Yeah. Very popular name. And he's a golden retriever, like in that movie.
2: Mm. Ours is a a
0: lab. Mm. He's awesome. Super dog.
2: Sometimes I'll have to name a character Mimi so I can name one after my cat.
0: There you go. <laughs> oh, this was fun. The the foley for this episode, um, my brother and I went to a, a baseball field, and we played catch. We threw bats against the fence and uh, all kinds of stuff. The only thing was there was traffic going back and forth, so we had to wait in between that.
2: Car! Car. Yeah. <laughs> Now I never say it in the script, but um, basically the team, the major league team, is based on the Texas Rangers. I mentioned Round Rock and Frisco because those are the minor league affiliates, mm-hmm. and so this is technically the Texas Rangers. That's the team I've always grown up with, rooting really for all my life. So, just another little tidbit in there.
0: Ooh, slow motion in audio. Uh, Thanks, Dave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> well,
2: this is supposed to be a challenge. Yeah. After the challenges I had on Tabula Raza last season, you know, well, oh, I I'll I'll get back sadly. <laughs> Half an episode is flashbacks, yes. But you did a great job with you got got the, what I pictured perfectly on that.
0: Oh, good, thank uh, you. I don't know what that locker ever did to you, but remind me never to do it. Huh? Oh yeah, sorry.
2: The funny thing, Carlos actually sounds a bit older than I had him pictured originally in my head, but it works here. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I had. I think I only had three auditions, hmm. well, and uh, they all they all gave an older take.
2: Yeah, I no, mean, it works. Like I said, I mean, yeah. does a great job. Again, mm-hmm. Right, Norwood, got a minute?
0: Sure thanks, Skip. That's my cue to hit the showers.
2: Hey, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a seat. Don't get too down on yourself. That guy has his way with everyone out there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is the part that I probably had the most trouble with because I had I went through about three different endings with this before finally wrapping it up with. With, with this, with him you know, giving him the hope of, you know, maybe I can bring you back mm. at the end of the season. So originally, I had it where he never got it's back. To...
1: Oh, see, or... I was kind of wondering, yeah, what, what were the other alternatives here?
2: Um, um, originally, it the, the was he never got back, and I kind of had a scene at the end where he was telling the next generation of players about his one chance in the majors. Hmm. Um, I based it off a of player, Adam Greenberg, who had one at bat in the major leagues and got hit in the head. He never never took the field, and then a couple of years ago, the Marlins signed him to a one one day contract so he could get another at bat, and he struck out. So that was that was the basic inspiration for the story on that, and he hasn't been back up since. Later, I had him going out and finally hitting that home run, you know, with, you know, after the game, you know, just the manager and and uh, Carlos, and then I had another one where there's a scene with the referee, or the umpire telling him, you know, good job, don't give up. I finally decided that'd be best coming you know from Big Mike, mm. his, his manager. And him giving him hope, hey, you know, don't give up. You know, we can there's still a chance we can use you. Just not right this second.
0: I think it kind of it, it neatly bookends the whole episode with him first talking to Big Mike and then yeah. at the end talking to Big Mike again.
2: Right. And uh, there was another scene originally at the beginning of him in the miners getting the news he's going up, but you know, me and Susan decided oh, that it's a little redundant. We don't need all that. We just mm. Squeeze that in just a little. Thank you, Susan, for all your help, by the way. Because this is my first script to ever write and I had no idea what I was doing.
0: <laughs> it was very very fun to put together. I loved it.
2: Yay, hey, I'm glad you liked it. Hope other people like it too. Big Mike, when I pictured him, he's, he's, he's like the manager in the movie Major League, got the big mustache, mm-hmm. rough, you know, kind of based him on my father-in-law,
1: actually.
0: That's that's what I saw, too.
1: Yeah. I, I had this mental image of a guy with a, a cigar that he was just chewing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly.
2: He's poking, he's kind of waving the cigar, you know, motioning <laughs> yeah. with it as he's talking. <laughs> I, I challenge you to do better.
0: There's ashes flowing everywhere.
2: <laughs> you know, he still has to be honest with him at the end you know it, it could just not happen but you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's on you to do what you can and i'll do what i can like
0: the round rock then huh maybe
1: figure out that curveball that's what i want to hear just keep thinking about getting back up here and how good it's gonna feel when you slam it right back
0: <laughs> there were so many ad libs from uh from Richard. He, he, he went to town on some of those. <laughs> I wish I could play them, but some of them are uh, a little, a little, little bit. <laughs> yes.
2: That's what blooper reels are for. And you bleep
0: the really you bleep bad. them out, yeah. <laughs> you got it, Skip.
1: And take a shower before you go for Christ's <laughs>
0: sake. <laughs> that was the one that got the most ad libs, too. <laughs> oh, dear.
2: Send me some of those.
0: Oh, I will.
2: It's good music at the end, too. Very put me in coach, yeah, but not not quite. Oh
0: my gosh, that's canine!
2: (laughs) I've totally ruined it for you now, haven't I?
0: No, I love it.
2: Where are we going from here? I don't know. Have to tune in
0: and see. Who knows where we will go from here? The shadows. <laughs> well, it was uh, it was a pleasure talking to you too. Um, I hope to see you again in uh, future episodes with more shorts. Um, do you guys have any plans for writing anymore?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've. A lot of scripts on the on the go at the moment um in the spirit of any writer you shouldn't talk about what you're writing about otherwise you won't finish it but uh short answer is yes i'm working on stuff
0: very well
2: i've got a couple i'm working on too just finding time Mm -hmm. but you know maybe maybe someday we'll see i'll come back to writing
0: excellent well it's been a pleasure you too um uh, we will see you again next m- in two months for Episode Seminar 55.
1: Woo-hoo. Hey.
0: All right, take care.
2: All right, see you.